Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults, weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. I got a question for you. Okay. Uh, do you like scary movies? Oh, I don't like that voice. What's your favorite scary movie inspired by a true crime? Uh, uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. That's a yeah, good that's, one. That's a good, that, I spit good. on your grave. Okay. Shrek 2. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't think Shrek 2. Scream. Well, wait, Scream wasn't based what? on a real one. Shrek, the first one. What what true crime was Shrek's based Shrek on? Shrek 3. What? Uh, you're just saying Shrek movies now. <laughs> Die Hard. That wasn't a true story. That was Shrek the Christmas special. That, that is definitely not a true crime. <laughs> the, damn it, Joel. The answer was Scream. You Scream. got it right earlier. Oh. We talked about this. We rehearsed this. <laughs> and I said say Oh, that was Scream. rehearsal? I thought you were having a stroke. I was just like going along with it. And you did nothing. <laughs> I watched. Yes, you did. I took notes. Scream. The answer is scream. Scream. All right. Not- I did say that one. Man, what if Shrek was inspired by a true crime? That'd be in- that'd be crazy. I think the Shrek movies are crimes. What? I just retweeted. I tweeted out. Tweeted out the Guardian article where they called it a. Uh, failure of an animation and all this other stuff. They're pretty. It's, they're all pretty bad. Fuck you <laughs> and the and the Guardian. <laughs> Michael Myers. This podcast thing is over. A Scottish accent. It's just him. They like build a whole movie around <laughs> Michael Myers. What are we doing? Look, see, Shrek has ruined another evening. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong because <laughs> now that you say that, uh, I think you might be right yeah uh huh it's a lot of fart jokes poop jokes yeah the best the best (laughs) what do you think we used to do before people got all serious and hated everything i know i know yeah but you know if i was in like you know fourth grade shark would be pretty cool so you know it was supposed to be for chris farley right well really yeah that would have been way better and then he died and but did was he gonna do a scottish accent i bet not or was it just gonna be like Chris Farley is Shrek is like, uh, yeah. kill Whitey or whatever he said. I think he said Little that. Van down by the river. Donkey. All right, but he so, wouldn't be Scottish. So David Spade would be Donkey. Oh, my God. Why, Chris Farley? Why would you do this to us? Oh. Well, this whole episode is about it. Shrek. Solved it. We did it. <laughs> Solved this crime. See you guys in another two weeks. This was an easy one. But no, tonight, today... Tonight. Uh, tonight's dumb because you're listening to this and you might be listening to it in the morning. So whenever you're listening to this, insert your time of day. <laughs> we are going to be talking about... Uh, I didn't know there'd be homework. The Gainesville Ripper. Alright. The uh, the true... Sounds like he farted a lot. Speaking of farts. Oh, because ripping? Ri- yeah, Ripper. Yeah. And Gainesville smells like farts. <laughs> All of Florida smells like a fart. That's I've true. never been there, but I just... No, you're right. Okay, good. Yeah, it's an awful place. <laughs> I've been there a couple times. Never would recommend like it. a wet, stinky, sweaty fart. 
cool. with motorcycles. Cool. Like there's just motorcycles everywhere. You listening in Florida? Let Fuck us you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was from Gainesville, Florida. Ah, in, yeah, in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that was my. And people used to all the time be like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm from there. I moved up here. And I was like, yeah? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, man, like, when did you live there? And I was like, ah, oh, you know. But you're a bad guy, so you'd be like, ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like that. Like, like, you, like you don't represent. <laughs> you don't represent Gainesville. Yeah, GV. GV. <laughs> Gaines V. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the Gainesville Ripper. It is yeah. the inspiration behind the movie Scream. All right. It is the true crime that inspired that. The writer of Scream, Kevin Williamson, uh-huh. uh, was live, was watching the footage of the Gainesville Ripper killings that happened at the time, and it kind of like freaked him out a little bit, and he started writing. And he wrote a movie. Yeah, based on that. So that's. Uh, you ever watched Dawson's Creek? I have not. He wrote Dawson's Creek too. Did he really? Yeah. I, I thought you were like just randomly oh, being man. like, let's talk about Dawson's Creek for I a while. Watch some of it. You know, I liked it. Old Joey. Yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> Who's who? Which was Joey? Joey, was the girl, uh, I think. Joey oh, that's the right. Girls, yeah, that's right. Katie Holmes. And then Dawson was like a character. <laughs> Dawson that was, was a character. It was right? his creek. It was his yeah. creek. Did he have a creek in the show? Everyone tried to take it, but he'd be like, "Get off my land!" What What show did you watch? I don't think that's. I didn't watch it, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> no, I did watch it. It was all about feelings and stuff. Lame. Yeah, it was. No, feelings I, are so stupid. Uh, I think I was kind of seeing a girl, and I. Th- no, it was the OC maybe that I had to watch a bunch oh, of episodes yeah. of. It was one of the two. All right, but and I was I've like, I don't some, yeah, enjoy I, any of this. I watched a little bit of the OC because of a female. Yeah, it happened. Dawson's Creek was just because where I worked, like we had a couple channels, and one of them showed Dawson's Creek. So who I'm was, watch who was da- Dawson? Uh. uh the guy with all the names, <laughs> Vanderbeek. He oh, on, really? Yeah, he went on to be in the football movie. Yeah. Okay. Any given Sunday. Well, I don't know. Why I thought Devin no, Sowell was. Movie. No, he wasn't any given Sunday. He was, in Friday, he was in Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I know. He I'm don't, being silly. I don't want your life. I That's don't the want only thing I remember your that life. Movie. Yeah. And the girl came out with their privates covered up with the whipped cream. Yeah. yeah. And they spoofed that in another movie movie where the guy her came pri- out. Her privates. <laughs> Can he play? Her no no. We're all over the place. Her no no areas. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, we are. What's been going on, man? Oh, just shit. We uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, uh-huh. which is not normal. That used to be our normal nights when we were. What's going on? Yeah, and then I had like another lifetime ago. I had like four days to edit, get yeah. ready, and I would just wait till the last second. Sure. Because yeah. it's not very hard, I wouldn't think, to edit. It's not, actually. <laughs> you make uh, it sound hard, I think. You know, just to impress me. And I'm, I'm impressed, okay? I mean, I you have, don't to, do, have to... You don't have to try. <laughs> I have to do math equations. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like, carry the decimal minus the seven. Uh, you know, put some uh, numbers together. <laughs> but other than that, pretty easy. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't so, do it. I have to solve six riddles. Oh, every time. Every, every time. Oh. Yeah, every single time before... I well, can let me know this. if you need help with the riddles. So far, so good, ask. man. Okay. So far, so good. All right. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. If episodes just don't get posted from now on, just understand that I couldn't figure you out couldn't those fucking the riddles. riddles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Tuesday. We, we didn't record because I had to go do comedy on Saturday yeah. when we normally record. And even though we did an episode where you said that you were going to be doing comedy Saturday night, uh-huh. my brain went, that's Friday. Yeah. We're doing that. He's doing that Friday. Joel's so dumb. He's, Joel's an like, idiot. Yeah, you had to calibrate it for, like, my spectrum. Sure. Your wrongness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a handicap. Like, in golf. Not, like, 
okay, relax. I got you. Yeah. Turns out you were right, though. It was Saturday. <laughs> Turns out! So, yeah, we're recording every, this. Every dog gets a nut every now and then on their on their butt with sunshine. Yeah, every once in a while a dog will nut. Yeah. Uh, that's just... That is just... That's science. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're here on a Tuesday night. So how'd the comedy show go though? That it, was on Saturday night. It was it was great. I really loved it. It was a perfect show for me. I got to host, and then I got to hang out backstage in between the comedians, so I didn't have to like sit out front with the. Well, I would hope. I would hope so. Yeah. I well, hope I they mean, let you back there. A lot of shows you're just out there with everybody, open That's, mics and stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't really an open mic. I mean, it was a book show, but. It was just cool. They had a nice little stage there at the place, and same place we. No, not same place we went. I don't want right? to brag, but they had a whole refrigerator full of water for the talent. I saw the picture. Yeah, and I could. I drank them all. You, all t- right. you take the most <laughs> random pictures of things. <laughs> I do. Like, I've noticed that you always take pictures of any kind of sign, like handwritten sign. Uh huh. I've noticed you will always take a picture of I, that. I, I'm a fan of signs. I don't know what it is, but I, <laughs> I have noticed that a lot of times I see you post like. Where you've been somewhere, yeah. if there is a handwritten sign, I'm gonna take a picture. You got that, and then like this one just said, like it said nothing about the water for casting. Yeah, like it's not something. like it said something funny or yeah. like <laughs> it's just a weird thing you have that I noticed. Just a brag, humble brag. But yeah, I saw that you took a picture of the waters. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun, pretty show. exciting yeah. pictures. Marsh was there. Smarsh, shout out, Smarsh. He and should, his new lady were there. Uh, he should, as he's listening to this right now, which you'll probably be listening to it Wednesday. Uh, he should have the uh, little gift pack we sent. Cool. So I mean, I get it. We sent it out Saturday, so All right. I think it should be there by now. I don't you know. Sure how, I don't know how mail you works. You sent it out Saturday. Yeah, we didn't do anything. Yeah, you gave it to me, and I threw it in the trash. No. Oh, so Smarsh, you're not getting that, then I guess. <laughs> but Smarsh was there. Uh, a couple of my buddies rolled it, rode up with me too. So show went good though. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I like doing comedy. It's that wasn't the Bell one, right? No, this one was it. Yeah, this is the Bell one. The one you just yeah. did Saturday. Yeah. Okay. I did 10 okay. Minutes. I opened up the show with a with a tight ten. Did you got some glass? I got. I was so good. The sound guy <laughs> fell out of his seat. Okay. Like he was all the way in the back. You know, a sound guy should be behind the audience, and all of a sudden he's like leaning back and he just falls. And like a couple people look, and like me being the idiot, I go, "Hey man, are you into the microphone? Hey, are you okay?" So then everybody turns and looks. Way to draw. And attention as soon as to I did that, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I just screwed myself, and I just went like tried to get right back into whatever <laughs> dumb story I was telling. And he was okay though. Smarsh ran over and helped him up. Smarsh is a goddamn hero. Smarsh saved a life. Yeah. You have so much pride in your eyes right now. Best friend, about that. best friend of the show saved a um, human man's yep. life. For my comedy, I was too funny, <laughs> and it knocked him out of his chair. I was like, pun! And he was like, whoa, the power of this pun has knocked me onto my butt! That's exactly what, I heard it from here. I heard that conversation. It was like an anime show. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, when's your next one coming up? Alright, now I'm uh, back in Jackson for an open mic at the Stock Room, June 10th. Jackson! June Jackson, 10th. Ohio! Thursday, June Tell me, Josie, you tell funny things? Headliner, uh, Karen Gaffey. Okay. She uh, used to work at Wiley's. Did, did all oh, the okay. open mics okay. there. Really funny, funny gal. So Saturday, June 10th, Jackson, yeah. Ohio. Jackson, Ohio. Where's it at in Jackson? At the like stock what? room. <laughs> at the stock room? The stock room. Stock room, okay. <laughs> I mean, Jackson's not big, so like if you end up on one end and don't see the stock room, just turn around and go back. And go back. You'll find it. Uh So, yeah, I mean, I know, like, all of you listening right now are going to be there. Yeah. Because if not, we disown you all. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but you uh, have been just your couple shows. 
been bringing in the ratings. We've been getting. I mentioned the show both 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 of my stand up acts, both of my skits. I talk about the podcast. We're basically over a million downloads oh, yeah. now. Nice. If we're going to be doing that kind of math, yeah, yeah we cool. we're over that at this point. We're headed to two million. We're the millionaire boys. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> let's not call Boy ourselves Club. that. Let's not do that. Nope. Right. Let's not. Millionaire Boys Club. MBC. Okay. That doesn't spell anything weird. MBC. We could do that. All right. I well, think there's already like a Millionaire Boys Club. Probably. Douchebags. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Fuck them. For taking our name. We don't know. We, we they might think maybe they're real. We don't know anything about Look, them. But we fuck need, them. We need a beef with someone. I'll beef them. Joel. Joel, Joel's really desperate to beef something. Uh, I just want to feel something, damn it! Your Twitter is getting a little out of hand, bud. Mine is your Twitter. You posted something there tonight that I was just like, "Let's step off the uh, let's step off the old." I'm about to pay a hooker a lot of money. For <laughs> I forget what it was now, but I was like, right. "Oh, I he's deleted getting, it." I was like, "He's getting real close to being like twenty bucks, twenty bucks, and you'll blow me." Uh, All right, what about this story? Because there's about to be a murder up in here. Uh, well, before we get into the killer story, uh, I want to bring up something that I didn't think I'd ever bring up again or All talk right. about. But do you remember back in the 1400s, uh, <laughs> the Charlie Bit My Finger YouTube video? Oh, Charlie, he bit my finger. There you go, you remember. Little British kids. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the original like viral videos yep. on YouTube. Uh-huh. So uh, it it was about a young boy named Charlie who uh, bit his brother's finger. Yeah, uh, it has it has been removed from YouTube. What? After selling for seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars as an NFT. I now, thought you couldn't take things off the internet. So right now, if you look that up, you couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. I'm going to assume I can. <laughs> on, uh, Should I play some hacker music? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe so not. They, maybe so, not. So they can. So, well, YouTube removed it. So... There's still the video when it comes, like, it's the video is still in, inserted from somewhere yeah. in the news stories about this happening. So I don't know wh- how that works, but what, do you know what an NFT is? I have no, I like, I heard of them, but like, <laughs> I guess you buy digital things. So this is going to be, a, this is going to be a fun game. I'm going to tell you what an NFT is. Okay. And then I want you to tell me if you know what an NFT is. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> NFTs or non-fungible tokens are non- Fungible? Fungible, with a G, uh, are unique digital assets that are distinguishable from other digital collectibles. They allow for the tokenization of collectibles like art and real estate. <coughs> Ownership of NFTs is, is supported on a blockchain such as Ethereum, <laughs> meaning that its record of ownership is publicly, publicly accessible. Record, like vinyls, got it. They differ from other cryptocurrencies and that they cannot be duplicated or traded at equivalency as they function in the same category as rare collector's items like mint condition baseball cards. Do you know what an NFT is? No. Okay. <laughs> but how, how the fuck can that be, have a condition if it's fucking digital? So it's not like a mint baseball card, because mint baseball cards are boss because motherfuckers have taken care of them yeah. and kept them mint. I have this no idea. This is an idea. I have no idea what these are. Did I hear real estate? Yeah. <laughs> Which, so you can buy the idea? Like, is that a timeshare? Like, oh man, I didn't go to Florida, but I bought a fucking 
house, I in, don't know beach how house in Florida, and I can look at the beach anytime I want, and I'm the only person that can look at that part of the beach. But I don't go there. But it's an idea in my head, and it's meant. Yeah, I think you can sell that. <laughs> I think we can sell this clip. I think we can clip this, sell it. I don't know how. Well, apparently, uh, so, let me see, Kings of Leon just released an album as uh-huh. an NFT. I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> Can we listen to it or not? Am I allowed to hear it? Oh, no. Does just one person get to hear it? Is it like the Wu-Tang thing? No, I think, because that's like in physical Yeah, they, sold, they made one copy of it and sold it to the... Kings of Leon just did a, like, it's just a digital... It's like any other music online, but somehow it's an NFT. I don't know. I'm done with this world. Uh, like, this is where we're going, just... Yeah, so... So that happened. Gainesville ripped me because I'm done. Yeah, sold for seven hundred sixty thousand dollars. I will not make that much money in my lifetime. Remember the uh, the neon cat, not neon. I don't know how you say it. It was the rainbow like uh, pop tart looking cat, and it flew and had a rainbow trail. It. Sure. So <laughs> not really. That sold, which is just a gif. Is all yeah. it is. It's a gif. It sold for five hundred thirty one thousand. So now only one person has that gift to use? I You can still find it. I mean, it's still... That's a hell of a flex. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so we don't know what we don't know what these are. Uh, Jack Dorsey... His, I'm just mad now. the owner of Twitter. He's the founder uh-huh. of Twitter. His first tweet, he sold it as an NFT. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so some guy owns the tweet now? I'm so mad when I don't understand things. I just get angry. Are we in reality? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. You're the one reading off the computer. I feel like all this... Is this on the onion? <laughs> no. Like all this is no. made up shit. I, like once you Trump got elected... a fever dream or something. I don't know. Once Trump got elected, all it all opened up. Like okay, I'm Pandora's behind box. This. I am behind blaming this on Trump. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> you, we solved another one. Not fucking Trump. That's what NFTs can <laughs> yeah. be. So, we solved another one. All right. All right. Well, one more, then we'll get to the main story. Okay. This one is a this is a true crime. It's a murder, and this one took place here in Parkersburg, <gasps> where we're from. It happened uh, yesterday. Yesterday. So, I think you already heard about this. Uh, one man is dead after an officer-involved shooting in Parkersburg. According to Pol- Parkersburg Police Chief Joe Martin, police responded to a reported stabbing in progress at the Oakwood Village Apartments in South Parkersburg, on Sunday, May 23rd. Southside! On scene... He was uh, representing. Authorities, capitalized for some reason, uh, <laughs> identified one victim, a 60-year-old woman, who was stabbed multiple times by a meat cleaver. Fuck. Now, I don't think you can be stabbed by a meat cleaver. The tip, maybe? You can be hacked. You can be hacked. So, uh, who... Go get a meat cleaver. Who Let wrote this? stab you. Who wrote? Samantha Cavalli. I think you could be stabbed, I guess. At the very point. But I, can, I can't imagine someone stabbing. They're gonna hack. Samantha, I need you to check your work. Yeah. I need to show your work. I don't think you can. I don't think you can stab with a meat cleaver. And, and authorities should not be. Authorities doesn't need to be capitalized uh-huh. when it's not the first word of the sentence. So you know, just do your job better. Yeah. Uh, there was another woman involved who was not injured, but Martin said it appears the the suspect cut the leash that was attached to her dog. The dog was not harmed. Okay. Thank, thank Jeebus, whoever. <laughs> uh, the suspect was identified as 34 year old Rufus James Ramsey the third. Fancy as shit name. He's been, his whole life has led up to this. Yeah. Uh, he still had the weapon when officers arrived. Uh, well, I mean, his whole life. 
but up to his death. Right. Oh, yeah. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. I think we maybe already said it. Yeah, he said uh, So Martin said that an officer gave multiple commands for Ramsey to drop his weapon, which he did not do. Said, Come on! Drop it! He uh, supposedly charged the police. So he was shot and killed. And then picked it back up. He was like, psych! And then picked it back up and charged at him. Uh, I think the woman survived. Yeah. So, only the dude with the meat cleaver. But what a weird fucking thing to attack somebody with, like, these days. A meat cleaver? But, yeah, so that was a pretty crazy little story from Parkersburg. We're famous. We're famous. Sell that as an NFT. Unfortunately, it ended really quick, or we could, you know, like... The whole thing, nobody died, and yeah. he got he gets shot and killed immediately. Situation. We so, didn't get like all the media here. Yeah, we could you know we could have really been famous. We could have sure. showed up and be like, "Hi, we're true crime guys. <laughs> we're, we're detectives. We solved the Hunter Kaifak murders. We're uh, middle aged and mediocre. Took place in the 1890s, so I mean, or 1860s. We have so, a pretty good track record of solving <laughs> stuff. Okay, it was goat ghosts. So we're gonna see if that's the case here. Goat we don't think it is, but we're gonna make sure. Can't rule it out. <laughs> It'd be foolish to rule anything out. All right. Shit, let's get into the main story. All right. So, we are going, like we said, to Gainesville, Florida, which is a college town. Smells like a fart. Smells like a fart. Home to the Florida Gators. Oh, Uh, murderers. Home to Swamplands and home to a killer that terrorized students in the 90s. So, we're going to start with, uh, I think this is 1990s when this happened. So, Sonia Larson and Christina Powell both 17 years old, were ready to start their college journey together at the University of Florida on Friday, August 24th, when they moved into their new apartment off campus. Uh, When their families had not heard from them the following day, the pals, Christina's parents, uh, who lived pretty close, went over to check on them. They found the door locked, and after banging on the door to no answer, they found a maintenance man who contacted police to accompany him into the apartment. The pals were alerted that something terrible had happened when the maintenance man ran out of the apartment, back down the stairs, and started vomiting. Oh. Like, definitely not what you want to see huh. as the parents in the situation. Uh, the police officers who went into the apartment would later say that they had never seen such a horrifying sight. Christina Powell was found lying downstairs. She'd been stabbed to death, raped, and her breasts had been mutilated. Sonia Larson was found lying on her waterbed. She had multiple stab wounds to her arms and to her torso. Ah. She'd been posed. Uh, she, arms, was, she was probably defensive. Yeah, she riding. was putting up her arms oh, to try yeah. to block. Uh, she was lying on her back with her feet touching the floor and her hair was like fanned out. So he, the killer posed, posed her. Yeah. her. Uh, so the forensic team starts going through the crime scene. They find out that the door had been pried open using a screwdriver or what appeared to be a screwdriver. Uh, Christina Powell's body had been found on the floor with a towel lying nearby uh, with what appeared to be dish soap. That the killer had attempted to clean things up with. Clean things up? There's two bodies. Like, what the... <laughs> I guess, like... I don't want to leave it a mess. Try to get rid of, like, any ev- oh, DNA okay. evidence. Uh, also discovered was that the killer... <laughs> like, he wasn't doing dishes, if that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> clean up what? You uh, killed two people. Also discovered was that the killer had used duct tape to bind Christina's hands together, uh, but then had taken, like, removed the tape off of it uh-huh. and taken it with him. To avoid, because like you can pull some pretty good fingerprints off oh, tape. Sure. Uh, only a few hours after discovering the bodies of Sonia Larson and Christina Powell, the police discover a third body. Uh, it was the following day, so it was like I couldn't really figure out the timeline exactly, but I think like they find the two bodies like kind of in the evening, uh-huh. and then like early the next day they find the third. I think oh. is kind of the timeline here. Uh, but they find 18-year-old Krista Hoyt. Um, she hadn't arrived at work yet. 
which was very uncommon. No one could reach her via phone, so the police went over to check on her. They couldn't get into the apartment, but one officer was able to kind of like go into the back, get to where he could look into the bedroom window, and he sees Krista's body. Uh, It had been posed with her sitting on the edge of the bed, slumped forward. She had been decapitated. Jesus. And the killer had placed her head on the desk across from her bed so that she was looking back at her own body. And so that anyone that walked into the room, that was the, they would immediately uh-huh. like make eye contact with the, with the, the head. Oh, my God. So much like the previous crime scene, the door had been pried open by what appeared to be a screwdriver. A knife had been used to murder the victim. And duct tape had been used and then removed and taken from the scene by the killer. On Tuesday, August 28th, or God, so, that, so, she, so the killer duct, would duct tape him, then murder him. Yeah, yeah, duct tape him, murder him. That'd be so it's scary. Like if you're murdered, you just attack. You know, like in your sleep or whatever. Right. You probably you know you die, but like fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, on Tuesday, August 28th, Lisa Byer had been trying to call her sister Tracy Pauls, but couldn't get a hold of her. Uh, she asked a mutual friend to get over to go over and check on her. A few minutes later, she received a phone call from that friend who just kept screaming, It's Tracy, it's Tracy, it's Tracy. Lisa had just spoken with her Was sister. Jim Ross? <laughs> That's gotta be <laughs> Tracy! Uh, Lisa had just spoken with her sister the day before and told her to be safe, to enjoy her first day of school, and to give her a call the following day. They figured out that two hours after that phone call, Tracy was killed. Jeez. Uh, so police enter the p- apartment and find the bodies of Tracy Pauls and Manny Tabota. Both are 23 years old and have been friends for quite some time. They decided to move in together. And even though everyone thought they were a couple, they were just very close friends. Uh-huh. Manny was a big dude, uh, pretty well-built. like looked like he was like 6'2", like pretty stocky, yeah. well-built dude. Uh and the police determined that he'd been caught while sleeping, mm. and the killer stabbed him once, which the initial stab woke Manny up, and he starts fighting for his life. That's why I don't sleep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, you do. I've seen you do it on the car. <laughs> or you just feel safe around me. Is that, oh, yeah. I you, feel, you, you, you I feel very safe around you. Uh, you embrace everything. <laughs> well, this is just taking a weird turn. Didn't know we were going to publicly <laughs> talk about this. so many weird turns. Uh... So, yeah, so Manny gets stabbed to death, even though he's trying to fight, and Tracy walks in, like, as the final death blows are being Uh delivered to Manny. She takes off back to her bedroom door. She tries to, like, shut the door behind her. Unfortunately, the killer's right there, pushes his way in, and she's found dead on her bedroom floor. Uh, Like the other victims, she'd been posed as if she was on display. Uh, Also, just like the other crime scenes, a screwdriver had been used to pry open the door. Duct tape had been used and removed. Uh, and all of the crime scenes were located right next to the woods. Yeah. So at this point... Quick getaway. There have been five victims in just three days. Wow. And everyone in Gainesville, especially female students, were fucking terrified. Gun sales started going way up. Uh-huh. There's, like, all kinds of news footage where they're, they're talking to these girls buying guns, and, like, the ones... Bu- and they're, like, they ask her what she's buying, and she says, like, a... Like a Magnum, I think, or something, uh-huh. 38 Special, maybe. And they ask her if she knows how to use it. She's like, I have no idea. <laughs> so, like, people are just out there buying guns, trying to... Uh, a lot of people left This is America! <laughs> a lot of parents came, got their kids. Yeah, I don't believe Left. Them. The ones that stay behind would stay in, like, groups of, like, eight people. Yeah. Uh, so the city was in a panic, and like they... The orgies. 
just tons of scared orgies. Yep. Terrified orgies. Oh, my God. Uh, terror orgies. <laughs> like, I'm coming. Who's coming? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who's at the back door? Oh, my back door. Uh, I just thought of a really funny Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> uh, well, so, yeah. give it away for free. The city starts being like, hey, the, you better, like, find the fucking killer. Yeah. So the police need a suspect. <laughs> police is like, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll go do our job. So they find a suspect. Uh, they focus on a man named Ed, not even a man, he's a boy. He's 18 years old. Yeah. He's just out of high school. His name is Ed Humphrey. And the reason they start focusing on him is because people start calling in a lot of tips that he's the guy. Uh, he had recently graduated from high school, was a freshman at the University of Florida. And many of the tips that came in said he's a dangerous-looking guy that had been hanging out in the woods wearing all camouflage, and was in possession of a knife. And he had recently been detained on domestic abuse charges after he beat up his grandmother. Damn! So he was already in... They already, How are you going to beat up your grandmother, man? Uh, there's, there's like, video of her sitting in, like, the hospital, whatever. It's fucking big-ass Fuck. black eye, and she looks mean, though, like... I'm not saying how mean I'm not saying she deserves, but like it looks like she could have whipped his ass. He just got lucky. Yeah, like that's because she looked. Damn. She looked mean. So you know she's dead now. But oh, I mean it's 1990. And okay, she looked yeah. like she was 70 at the time. So, so you're so guessing. I guess she could still be yeah. right. 90. If you are, and you're listening. Slide into my DMs. She'd be like 100 some years old. Slide into my DMs. See, you're getting. See, we need to talk about this after the, after we're, we're right. done recording. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. So I gotta save her after the class now. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to call your parents. Oh, <laughs> someone should. I haven't in so long. I mean. Uh. So yeah. Unfortunately for Ed, who's you know that he's already at the jail. Eighteen-year-old Ed beat because up his grandma. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately for him, he does look like the fucking dictionary picture of a serial killer. Yeah. Like. Uh, his eyes just were, like, dead. He looked drugged. Yeah, he probably has a middle name. Uh, we don't get it, because... Yeah. I'm sure he has it. Uh, oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah that, the, all serial killers have a middle and name. And his face <laughs> was covered in scars, because oh. he'd been in a car accident. Uh-huh. So, like, he's got these, like, crazy-looking scars. Like, I mean, if you're going to make, like, a horror villain, that's your dude, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so they're, like, pretty convinced right off the bat that he's a monster. Uh, and he's the guy that's killed five people. So and the uh, and Gainesville, the people, they're like, yeah, that's the dude. Uh-huh. We're good. They just want to be safe. Yeah. So you know, plus look at him. Like, yeah. yep, that guy, that guy can kill people. <laughs> beat up his grandma. You know. So only a murderer would beat up his grandma. Ed uh, suffered from bipolar disorder, and at the time of his arrest, he was manic. He was off his lithium. And well, he didn't suffer. He lived with it. <laughs> what? <know>. What? <laughs> and. Uh, so while he's in that mental state, because like I said, he looked drugged all uh-huh. the time. So because he's off his meds, like he's just fucked up. Uh, while he's in that state, the police interrogate him for hours, and through the interrogation, shit that he they coerce him into saying, uh-huh. he's very he looks like the he looks like the guy yeah. who did it. So as far as actual evidence though goes, uh, they'd found hairs at the crime scenes that they suspected belonged to Ed Humphrey. But they had zero way of saying they were or not. He's got hair. Yeah. We found hair. That's basically, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, like, I, I watched uh, ABC 2020 on this, and that's kind of like the, the guy's like, I mean, you know, we had hairs. And, <laughs> you know, he had hair. Like, uh, 
at Ed's home, his grandmother's home, they found magazines about knives, girls, and guns. Who doesn't have magazines about knives, girls, and guns? I mean, he is an 18-year-old yeah. dude in Florida. Fuck yeah. Like In Florida? They probably gave him that when he graduated. They're like, here you they go. They gave him that when he came out the vagina. <laughs> yeah. They here's were like, and here's your magazine, sure. Yes. Yes. Ooh, nudie magazine day. <laughs> girls and knives and yeah. guns. Like, that's the dumbest. Be like, well, this is it. This, uh, is, the, this is the bullet we've been yeah. looking for. So, to reinforce the police's suspicion of his guilt... While Ed was being held on a million-dollar bond... One million. The murder stopped. Oh. So they're like, well, this is definitely the fucking guy. Yeah. Like, the murder, nobody's getting killed. Strike motherfucking two. All crime is done uh-huh. and over. Like, yeah. We haven't had a single crime. Ed was doing all of it. Uh, through DNA testing, which was still in its early stages, they were able to determine that Ed did not match the blood type of uh. whoever... Had left DNA evidence did behind. Maury, did Maury Povich like break the news? <laughs> yeah, like an envelope. That'd be great if that's the way <laughs> that was. If that's the way trials went. Ed, you are not DNA the evidence proved. <laughs> you did not murder those eighteen kids. He jumps up and runs around. So yeah, he did not. His DNA Man, did not match the DNA evidence left behind. Even with DNA evidence ruling Ed out, though, many members of the task force and the public were convinced... Yeah, because science is for pussies. He was the killer. All right? Yes, that is what our former president told us all. Yeah. Fuck science. They knew it was him. They don't need no science to tell them. They got gut instinct. Yeah. Well, our gut instinct is to take an ad break right here. Right here? So that's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to take an ad break, and then we will be... A break for an ad. Right back. Okay, I just want to explain it. Explain it real quick. It's like a break for an ad. We have ads that we need to take breaks for. And this is where we... The ad is why... Well, we play it, and then it gets listens, and that's Anchor. That's how they will pay us from the ad, so we have to take an ad break. It's a break for the ad. I don't understand why you don't get this. I'm just not getting it, and I feel like the best thing to do here is just yeah. to move on with the story. Okay. Because I'm not going to get it. But we did an ad break. Right. We did an ad break. I just don't understand what you're saying. It's a break for an ad is all I'm saying. We can get back to the story now as long as you know that I'm right. You're right. All right. You're right. All right. All right. So back from the ad break, which I hear is a break. <laughs> uh, don't get me started. All right. So, uh, so Ed Humphrey has been... He's, he's still he's well he's not cleared. Yeah, they're keeping him. I mean, science says he's science not. Science says he's not the killer. Yeah, but but as we established earlier, science is for pussies. <laughs> yes, so that's where we're at right now. We're gonna go back a little bit, and okay. we're gonna talk about a crime that took place while the police were still processing the crime scene of Krista Hoyt's murder. So while they're processing that, uh, the police receive a phone call that there's been a robbery at the First Union Bank. Uh, the bank robber had entered wearing a mask and carrying a gun. While the tellers were putting money in a bag, one of them slips in a red dye pack. The robber tells everyone to have a nice day and then leaves the bank. So, I mean, you know. That basically negates the crime. Yeah. I mean, You're it's kind of like saying, uh, no, you know, no with feelings. all due respect. Yeah. It's the same thing. Sure. You can say anything you want after that. Man. Same thing here. If you rob a bank, as long as you say have a nice have day. Have a good day. Free and clear. Uh, the the uh, legal advice of really <laughs> mediocre should not be followed. Uh, so while also uh, then the robber tells everyone have a nice day, he leaves the bank. So while searching the area, an officer spots a suspicious looking white dude 
uh, entering a wooded area. And starts, I've never heard that phrase before. I know. That's why I like, made sure I pointed out this white guy. Uh, and followed him into the woods. He eventually tracks him to a campsite, but the somehow the dude got ahead of him a little bit. Uh-huh. So he finds the campsite, but he doesn't find anybody there. What he does find, though, is the bag of money with red oh. dye exploded all over it. So That might be from the bank. <laughs> it might be. You're a pretty good detective, <laughs> I gotta tell you. Solved another you put, one. You put two and two together yep. immediately. Almost immediately. <laughs> uh, and then he also found this, the gun. Uh, at the time, the robbery was treated like any other robbery. Like no one would have even suspected it had been part of the murders because uh-huh. the murders happened with a knife. Yeah. So like, this is a gun. Normally, I mean, it's two different kind of mo's. Like you wouldn't even yeah. So serial killer and also at the crime scene though they find a screwdriver. Yep. And a tape recorder with a tape inside. So, for some goddamn stupid reason, uh, no one listens to the tape. What? <laughs> like, I, they're just like, yeah, what's this going to do? Yeah. So it just gets thrown into evidence. with their, like, just, Don't get around to it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you would just think, if I'm a cop, uh-huh. I'm, you know, I've Play never it. been through law enforcement training. Never? But I would, like, if even of me, right now... Have you now, seen the Police Academy movie? All of them. All right. So I think I'm actually Officer? Trained. But even me right now, if I just walk outside and uh-huh. I find a, a tape recorder with a tape inside of it, uh-huh. I'm listening to that tape immediately. Immediately. These fucking guys are just like, These Man, fucking guys! These fucking guys! <laughs> <laughs> these fucking... I don't think you're allowed to say I was actually about to say words that I don't think I'm allowed okay, to say. <laughs> it was an Italian gangster <laughs> word. Uh, so, so that's happened, right? Yeah. We're going to go back even further now. We're going right. to go back in a year before the Gainesville murders take place. This is a timeline. And we're going to look at... Yeah, this is a good... And we're going to look at a murder that takes place in Shreveport... Shreveport? <laughs> Shreve, <Wise> guy, eh? <laughs> Shreveport! I'm just really wanting to be a gangster now. Yeah. In Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh-huh. So, in early November of 1989, 55-year-old William Grissom, his 24-year-old daughter, Julie... And his eight-year-old grandson Sean were all found dead inside Williams' home. Uh, they'd been murdered on November fourth, but weren't found until November sixth. The family had been attacked in their home as they were preparing for dinner. Afterwards, Julie Grissom's body had been mutilated, cleaned, and posed with her hair fanned up. Mm. So uh, they end up like the detectives in it was like I forget what's called now Vicap. I think is what they call it. Uh-huh. It's like the like a, a countrywide database where you can go in and put like keywords. Yeah, and it'll yeah, so that. Yeah. So like posed and knife and I'm sure a screwdriver was yeah. used to get into the wherever they were. So as the one of the officers in one of the detectives in Gainesville, he's doing this, he comes across this murder. Probably by accident. <laughs> probably. <laughs> like he was probably trying to like type in like a lunch order or uh-huh. something. Uh, so and he kept trying to get on the screen. Yeah, and like seven more detectives walked by. He's definitely just doing that one, two, three <laughs> index fingers. Oh, the janitor's there emptying out the trash. He's like, "Hey, that that murder. It looks a lot <laughs> like the one." Shut up, janitor! He murders the janitor. I'll tell so you how to clean a trash can. He murders the janitor so the janitor can't take. Take credit. credit for it. Uh, so, so, yeah. they, so they find the Louisiana murder. They kind of make the connection. Later. He wants uh-huh. to go down there and check this out. So. That's a vacation. Uh, yeah. Get so, out of Florida. So he goes to Shreveport. Out of the fire into the other fire. <laughs> to Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. I've never been to Louisiana uh, there, so I don't know. Uh, uh, Got to be better than Florida, though. 
So the circumstances surrounding Julie's murder weren't the only thing similar to the murders in Gainesville. Duct tape had been used and taken by the killer. Yep. And like the dish soap that had been found at one of the Gainesville crime scenes, there was a towel and vinegar found lying near Julie's body. Uh, a knife had been used to commit the murders, and DNA proved that just like the Gainesville murders, the perpetrator of the Shreveport murder had type B blood. So, now we're getting somewhere. We're going to go back to 1990, and we're going to go back to Gainesville, Florida. Okay. Cindy Dobbins, her husband, and their two kids had traveled from Shreveport to Gainesville for a vacation. So, the opposite of what the... That's kind of weird. Uh, when she watches the news footage about the Gainesville murders... She immediately thought to herself, Danny Rawling did it. Mm. She'd met him at church and thought he was like just kind of an odd dude, uh, but harmless. Her husband, though, immediately started saying there's something wrong with that guy. Yeah. And one day he comes home and he tells her... The creep meter. He tells her that he just had a very lengthy conversation with Danny where Danny kept telling him about how he likes to stab people. So they were like, well, maybe Danny's kind of fucked That's up. That's not a normal conversation. Uh, Cindy says that he would jog while carrying a log uh, up on his shoulders. Uh-huh. Um, he would always be carrying around a large knife, a uh, shield. That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> All right, I'll Paul Hogan, shout put, out. I'll put this away. Friend of the show. <laughs> uh, a shield and a guitar. He would also always wear army fatigues. Cindy described him as a wannabe Rambo, is the way she... Yeah. So I describe him as a giant douchebag. <laughs> right. I mean, he does have a shield. That's, you know... Uh, <laughs> How's he carrying all this? I don't know if he has a shield, a, shield, a, a knife. guitar, a knife. He probably has a knife on his belt. Well, if it's uh, it was one of those oh, shields okay, like yeah. the leather straps... I have one of those. Put your arms through it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mine's a Zelda shield, but it's got it's the pretty badass. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we might want to talk about a trade sometime. Right. You, you like some things up there? We'll get to that after. Right. End this shit right fucking now. I'm done with the podcast. We're not going to do this on air because I don't want to legally be committed. Okay, to all right, all right, all right. Uh, So, let's talk about Dar- uh, Danny. My eyes got so- <laughs> You're super pumped. I thought alive for the first time in a long time. So Dude, It could be the bang. I'm drinking at 9 o'clock that. at night. It's probably that cocaine in the can. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you. I've been drinking mine for like an hour and a half, and you already got yours about well, empty. Huh? You are a coke fiend, my yep. friend. So, Danny Harold Rowling. Yeah, Rowling. middle name. I think it's Rowling. Middle name. Was born in Keep May. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? Of 1954. 1954. Uh, to right. Claudia and James Rowling in Shreveport, Louisiana. So he's a little older gentleman. Then. Yeah, born in 54. This is in 1990. 90, so you yeah. do the math. Um, because I'm 36. Not. There you go. Uh, I don't know if that's right or not. It is. No. Fifty-four ninety. Be eight. No, that'd be that'd be yeah, nineteen ninety. I'm sorry, I forgot what we were doing. I thought we were oh, okay. modern day. You know what? Let's <laughs> move on. Uh, Science is for pussies. I told you before we started. Math is for pansies. I told you before we started recording. My brain's not been working uh-huh. right. So well, he says your think box not good. That's exactly what you, I, I can't believe I got those words. <laughs> I know. Uh, so unfortunately for Danny, his father never wanted children. Uh-huh. He was a cop, and he consistently abused his wife and children. He had, uh, yeah, two, Danny and Kevin. Uh, Danny was only one years old when his father abused him for the first time. God. He was beaten because he wasn't crawling properly. You know, 
Gotta fucking learn that quick. I guess so, yeah. Uh, Zoe didn't crawl until she was a year and a half old. So you could have spent And I didn't beat her once, so maybe <laughs> I still shouldn't have. So you took, a, you took a half a year off of her experience. Yep. Uh, so Kevin, Danny's younger brother, was born in 1955, and the abuse only... Crawled immediately. Crawled fucking like... <laughs> Danny's like, dude, you gotta fucking go. Fucking go! Go, go, go! <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, Claudia tried to escape the toxic marriage, but time and time again she returns. Uh, when Danny failed the third grade for too many absences due to an illness, his mother had a nervous breakdown. Illness, probably from all the fucking beatings. Abuse, yeah. Danny's school counselors described him as suffering from an inferiority complex with aggressive tendencies and poor impulse control. Uh, by age 11, Danny Rowling picked up music to cope with his abusive father. He played guitar and sang hymn-like songs. Uh, about this time, his mother was committed to a hospital after she had tried to kill herself by slicing her wrists. Danny then picks up drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and just fucks him up more. So at age 14, Danny's neighbors caught him peeping into their daughter's room. Um, his father beat the fuck out of him for that. Danny tried to stay in control, though. He tried to stay on the on the right path. He attended church. Uh, he struggled to hold down work, though. And then he li- enlisted in the Navy. Okay. Tried to, though. They wouldn't take him. So he joins the Air Force, because the Air Force is like, we'll take anybody. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. If you're in any of those, I don't know. Uh, My father was in the Air Force. <laughs> retired, son. He was in there retired? No, he retired from just the Air said. Force. I know. I get what you mean. Okay. So, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the military didn't do anything for him. Like, he wasn't, that didn't help him. I would think the Navy would have to be a little bit. Cause you're out like on a boat in the middle of nowhere for a long time, and I'm sure That'd they have. A, I'm sure they have a little bit more of a mental background. You would have slaughtered something. the entire ship. Yeah. Uh, so he quits the Air Force after too much drug use, which included taking acid more than a hundred times. You know, good yeah. on you, man. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe this. I can't believe you went on to do what you did. Uh, following his discharge, mellowed him out a little bit. You think? Following his discharge from the military, he managed to marry someone and begin what appeared to be a normal life. Uh, at age 23, after being with his wife for four years, she separates from him and she thre- and he threatens to kill her. Uh, this was in 19, 1977. So he starts turning his... Uh, oh, so he then turns his anger and rapes a woman who looks like his ex-wife. Oh. So... Later that year, he kills a woman in a car accident. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, back in Shreveport in November of 1989. That's a little bit about Danny, by the way. So, he's also, so like, I heard some of his music. It's uh-huh. on the ABC thing. Dude's a pretty good singer. Like, he looks like a country singer from the 60s. Yeah. Is the way I would describe him. And honestly, like, it's a shame the guy didn't, like, try to do that. Like, put a little more effort yeah. into that. Because he's got a good voice. Like, hmm. anyways. Uh, probably shouldn't give props yeah. to the guys. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go back to Shreveport, November 1989. Same night as the uh, first... When the family was killed. Or in Shreveport, the, tri- the triple homicide. Uh-huh. Uh, that night, Rawling had been fired from his job. So just keep that in mind. The following May, this would, that would have been in 1990, Rawling got into one final argument with his father. This time, he pulls out a gun... Oh. And shoots his father in the stomach and the head. Now, I think there's all, they also said that his father actually... In the cats, in the cradle, in the silver spoon. 
Little boy, boo, and I'll shoot you in the head. Yeah. So I think they said that the father was actually the first one to pull a gun. He grabs a uh-huh. shotgun, chases Danny out of the house. So self-defense. Danny grabs his gun, comes back. He stood his ground. One in the stomach, one in the head. Yeah. But that only worked. Stand your grounds only if one of the people were black. And the, oh, and the okay. white guy shot him. That's the only way that. Yeah. Right. Uh, Solve that one. His father survived, but he did lose the use of an eye and an ear. Uh, Danny then flees town. He changes his identity with papers he stole after breaking into someone's house. And he takes a bus to Florida. He's trying to start a new life as Michael Kennedy Jr. So that's in May. He ends up in Florida in July. So, and then the first murder takes place uh, August 24th. Or 25th. Yeah. So, pretty he, quick, he yeah. arrives right in time. Yeah. Um, let me get back to where we were. Uh, so the investigators responded to Cindy Dobbins' tip about Danny and began, an, and began an investigation into him. And they find out that he's in jail for arresting a Winn-Dixie supermarket. So He got arrested at a Winn-Dixie supermarket? He tried to rob it. Oh, he tried to yeah. rob it. Okay. Yeah, so they're like, oh, shit, he's, we got him. Yeah. So uh, the robbery had been That's committed. That's why the murder stopped, happened to stop at the same time he'd been, so, when they arrested Ed. Uh, the robbery had been committed 10 days after Tracy and Manny's body. So he actually had went 10 days uh-huh. without killing anybody. I mean, that, he's a good Maybe. One. Yeah. Unless the body wasn't found. Um, he was being held in Marion County Jail. It was about 40 miles south of Gainesville. And they determined through, uh, they find, they get his, hard they get his medical records from the military. Uh-huh. And they find out that he's type B blood. Oh. So everything's adding up. Uh. Once they realize that he's been convicted multiple times for armed, rob- armed robbery, they realize that he probably and could have rape. been responsible for the bank robbery uh-huh. that occurred. Uh, so one of the cops says, wasn't it like a cassette player and like a tape <laughs> in there? And the one other guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we should probably check that out. Ah. So they listened to it. Um and they also find uh, that all of his tools matched the marks, like the screwdriver on the uh-huh. door, like that all matched. Um, the small one-man camp uh, where he was living was in the wooded area located near the apartment complexes where some of the students were. And they find a uh, few audio diaries, like audio, the tapes that he left behind there. Yeah. So now they have not the one tape, but more. And on these tapes they hear, like there's one, they play this on the ABC 2020 thing. He recorded songs... Uh, about being a killer and a drifter going insane. Um, he's also on a tape recording how to describing how to kill a deer, and it's like he's the same exact method he's talking about uh-huh. is how the people were murdered. Yeah. Like he's basically describing how he murdered humans, uh, and he also just straight up says what his name is on the tape. So they've got all the information they need about him. Uh, he puts it by saying his name. He puts himself, you know, at the bank robbery scene. Yeah. So, uh, not a smart guy. No. Um, so really kind of creepy and hauntingly. He signs off by stating the last tape says, "I'm gonna sign off for a little bit. I got something I've got to do." Ooh. So I wonder when that got recorded. Uh huh. Was it either? It might have just been right before he went to try to rob the Win Dixie. Yeah. Which isn't that creepy then? But, but if it's was before it? Murder. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, already facing multiple life sentences for various armed robberies, he was formally charged with the murders of the five Gainesville students in June of 1992. Uh, around this same time, he starts corresponding with a journal journalist, I'll say in air quotes, named Sa- Sandra London, who ended up becoming his fiance. Oh, they sparked up a little mm-hmm, connection. Mm-hmm. Good for those guys. She, in an interview as she's walking out of the courthouse, uh, they ask her... Uh, how do they word it? They ask her, like, um, oh, uh, what, uh, like, what thoughts flooded your brain Uh when you saw him today? And her response on a news report is, it wasn't my brain that got flooded. Oh! (laughs) And then she's... She had a wop? She goes on to say... It's more in the reproductive area. Oh, she had a wop. Yes. Like, W-A-P. Yes. yes. So, Damn. Uh, yeah. So that's weird. Classy as hell. Um, Just no respect for the victims. He, in a, in his first court appearance, uh, when he's given a chance to speak, <laughs> he uses that time to turn to Sandra uh-huh. and sing a song for her. Aww. Which you can hear the judge in the background going... Mr. Rowling, M- M- Mr. Rowling, <laughs> Mr. Rowling. Uh, but that's Simon Cowling. Yeah, that dude was like, nope, I'm singing that the whole like song. the original American Idol. Uh, so he originally, when he talks to police, not guilty. I didn't do, I didn't oh, do yeah. any of this shit. But then he gets put into prison yeah. alongside a man named Bobby Lewis. Bobby! Uh, and Bobby Lewis is famous because he, the at the time, was the only man to ever escape from death row. Like, he hmm. got the fuck out of there. Yeah. They found him, brought him back. But he was pretty notorious around the area for the shit that he'd done. Um, and Danny tells Bobby, he's like, I-, I need to confess something to you. I want to make a confession to somebody. So he tells him all the shit. He goes, you just, he's like, you go on and you tell, the, you tell the police that. So Bobby Lewis is like, yeah, sure, what the fuck ever. Like, hey, this guy came to me, he said this. So they ask him if he would help them. He's like, we're going to need him to say it. Like, we need to still hear him say it before we can do anything with this. So he's like, yeah, I'll get him to say it, whatever. So he goes back and talks to him. They they figure out a deal where Danny will only, Danny will meet with the officers and confess, but he'll only speak through Bobby Lewis. (laughs) So there's video of this happening where the officers will ask Danny a question. Uh Uh-huh. He'll just stare at them blankly until Bobby leans in and tells him what the question is, and then he'll answer Bobby, and then Bobby relays the info. <laughs> you tell the detectives that I am not talking to them. It's fucking crazy. That's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but that they get his, he confesses to the whole fucking thing. Uh, but they still assume at his trial was in February 1994, the start of it. They assume he's still going to show up and say not guilty, because that's yeah. what you do. He shows up. Yep, I'm guilty. Did it all. So, like, he just straight up says, you know, he says he needs to pay for what he did. He knows it's, he's been running. He says, I've been running all my life. And it's, you know, it's time for me to pay for what I did. Uh, that sounds like a song. I'm a, I've been running I've all been my running. life. Time to pay for what I did. Uh, unfortunately for the families of the victims, uh, they still have to end up hearing all of the awful details. Yeah. Because they need to determine if Danny's going to get uh Death penalty or life, multiple life. So, um, they, you know, the defense argues that he had a terrible childhood and all this other shit. And then they try to say that, uh, so Rawlings says at some point that he 
has multiple. Per- this he says this during the Bobby Lewis exchange thing uh-huh. that he has multiple personalities. There's Danny. There's Enad, which is Danny backwards. And then there's and he's he's kind of evil. Yeah. He makes he makes him do some things, but not real bad. And then there's Gemini, and that's the real evil. And he's the Ooh. guy that made Danny do all of this, is what Danny says. And the defense tries to argue this. So then Danny has to go see, you know, psychiatrists and all this stuff. And as they're talking, the psychiatrist, he he mentions kind of just offhandedly to the psychiatrist, the psychologist, I just watched that movie, that Exorcist 3, recently. So he tells him that, right? Yeah. It's, you know. So after the interviews and stuff, the psychologist starts to think that, Wait, isn't the main character in that movie the Gemini killer? Oh, my. So that's the best he can come up that's with. That's the best he had. Yeah, like he just ripped off this movie. That he just, it is told him that, that he, he just saw. That movie. Yeah, so Danny's kind of a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, Huge. Yeah, so the jury unanimously finds him guilty of first-degree yeah. murder on all five counts, and a month later he's sentenced, sentenced to death. Uh a lot of times in these cases, with them also having the murderer in Shreveport, they would then have to go to Shreveport and do the trial there, and uh, then they would have to determine where is he going to get the death sentence from. Yeah. But the family of the uh, the triple homicide in Shreveport, they said we're not even going to pre- we're not even going to go through with that. Yeah. He's already killed. We're good. Yeah. yeah. So we don't want to put the family. You know. So that's they pretty. Don't need to hear the details. Yeah. I mean, so. I get that. Um. Yeah, so he's he's he appeals. They're all exhausted, and on uh, he's facing execution at Florida State Prison on October twenty fifth, two thousand six. In his for, in his final moments, there's forty seven people crammed into the room to watch him be put to death, uh-huh. and he starts singing a religious hymn with the refrain, "None greater than Thee, O Lord, none greater than Thee." Flip that motherfucking switch. Uh, they cut his mic. Or whatever they... <laughs> they cut the mic, which uh-huh. is hilarious to me. Uh, and then they... They gave him the light. He's done. Yeah. Yeah, they gave him the they light, saw which the is light. so fucking funny. Um, yeah, so on his last day, he meets with his brother Kevin and two clergymen. Uh, his last meal, if anyone's interested, lobster tail, shrimp, baked potato, strawberry cheesecake, and sweet tea. Jesus. Do you think all of these last meals, do you think like the, like the guard and stuff are just like spitting in all this stuff and like I hope jerking off into it I mean I hope you would think yeah. right I like to think about guards jerking off sure <laughs> right right who doesn't uh, <laughs> how else do you fall asleep let me see so what uh, so he got killed so he's he dead he to death we solved um, another one making sure there was no I have a little final notes here but I think that's about it uh, see I heard Scream yeah. was based on a true story but I never heard the story. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't understand how screens based on that. Because, uh, just because as, not really based on it, inspired by yeah. it, because as the Kevin Williamson was watching the footage, the he news just, footage. I mean, there are a bunch of stabbings. I he guess starts so. to think of, like, just a random killer out there killing college yeah, students. Just the fear of that. Yeah. There. Okay. So, that's the story of the Gainesville Ripper. Uh, Danny Rawling. I would definitely recommend, if you're interested in this story, watching the ABC 2020 episode. Is it's, that like on YouTube or something? It's all on Hulu. Hulu, okay. Uh, and I, they probably put them on YouTube. Um, I have Hulu. Well, I have a friend that has Hulu, so I have Hulu. I'll yeah. have to watch that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's just interesting to see the footage, like, uh-huh. to see. I mean, he seems like a charismatic dude. 
like so crazy. Like they had a fellow prisoner that he was like dealing with through the. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to you. I'll yeah. tell him. Yeah. So pretty ridiculous stuff, but uh, yeah. So that's the inspiration behind uh, Scream. I'll try to find the inspiration behind uh, Shrek and Shrek Two <laughs> and Shrek Three. We will get to it. But uh, I hear you got a feel good. I have. I went and scoured the internet. All right. Is the internet okay? Oh, yeah. After being scoured? It has a lot of porn in it. It does have a little (laughs) bit of porn. (laughs) No, but I did. I found a... uh, Oh. 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 Missing fisherman found alive after 17 nights in the Oregon wilderness. Joel? Joel? Huh? Joel? Yeah? (laughs) We have a song for this. Oh, shit. We can't just go into this all willy-nilly. Okay. Bo Jackson. I'm not got, used to feeling good. Bo Jackson got a score touchdown. Yeah, I'm not used to feeling good. I'm sorry. We'll be right back. Okay. Feels good. All right, now, Joel. Oh man. Bo Jackson. He he scored. I feel so good. Raiders won the Super Bowl. It feels good. Go ahead. All right. A mission mission. Yep. A missing fisherman found alive after 17 nights in the Oregon wilderness. It says that Harry Burley from Roseburg, Oregon, he was reported missing the evening of May 7th by his wife Stacy after he failed to return home from a camping trip in the, I should have read this a little more, Takatee area, T-O-K-E-T-E-E, Takatee area. Nakatake? Sure. Burley, 69, was originally due to arrive home the day before, according to the to the sheriff's office. But he was, uh, they knew, so they went out and looked for him, and they would just leave, like, bags of foods on trails for him. Because we talked about this before, when you get lost out wilderness, really, you should stay still. Yeah, and, let them and not just you. keep wandering around. Yeah, but they figure this dumbass, this <laughs> 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 stupid fuck. Would probably you know still walking around and stuff. So they they like they left him a note with the lighter. Like they thought that they found a couple of his campsites and stuff, and they would leave like bags of food. They uh, left the lighter at one of them. Said just stay here, build a fire, you know, and we'll be back or whatever. And uh, let's see, they had forty volunteers from eight eight different countries participating in it. Okay, not to brag. So they yeah. So this dude seventeen days. Yeah. I just see it as a two-and-a-half-week break from his wife. I don't think he was missing. I think he's like, oh, yeah, honey, I'll be back. Oh, three days, yeah, I'm taking all this extra stuff. You know, anything could happen. And then he just two-and-a-half-week break from his wife, man. Joe, I, I understand you're going through something. <laughs> but that is not what this show does. All right, that is not what this show is. Yeah? So i like you to apologize if we come back. Just, all right. Just, let's just try this again. All right, so that's a funny, that's a feel-good, feel-good. You got anything to say about what you said, though? Um, I'm sorry. There you go. That this guy wanted a two-and-a-half-week break from his wife. Uh, no, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying maybe that's a theory. I'm just glad that he was discovered. I mean, he left from his home, so... Like, I'm happy for him. Although, I didn't know... So, I don't think of Oregon as fishing. I think it's just woods. Oh, yeah, they do a lot of fishing there. They got, they got a lot of water in Oregon. And you can't fish without water. I don't know what you know about fishing. I've heard that, but I never thought it was true. You I always thought the fish. I didn't know enough about it. So 17 days. What like, what are you doing for 17 days? I guess trying to survive, man. 69. Is there like it? Like, L-I-V-I-N. He was found 
found to be walking and complaining of a minor pain, but was in stable condition when they did find him. And they took him to the hospital, and he just left and went home. He sounds like a chill dude. Yeah. Like, they find him, and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to go fish and camp, you he's know. He's like, ah, just a little bit of back problems, you know how it gets. He's still uh, taking more bread to make, like, a trail. <laughs> not enough people use the Hanzo and Gretel method. Yeah. <laughs> I do not leave home without two loaves of bread. <laughs> that's why they call me Two Loaf Joel. Oh, that's why. I never wanted to ask. I thought it might be offensive. It's very offensive. All right, good for Harry Burley. Yeah. Barley. Burley. Whatever. I think it's Burley. It Harry Burley. Was. Good for him. I'm glad people are found Feels alive. good. He didn't do anything wrong. He's no. just chilling in the woods. Yep, just needed a break. He might have had the time of his life. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Like... They don't, they don't talk about that part. He's like, that oh, was fucking awesome. Yeah, he ate some mushrooms, just went like on a two-week trip. Damn, it was like two days. I made friends with wolves. <laughs> yeah. I'm a wolf guy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for you, Bill. Yeah. That's for you. Bill. All right. Well, we, uh, we're going to be back next week, and we're going to try. I think we talked about this last time. But we're going to try a little experimental episode. We'll see how it goes. It was going to be this week, and uh-huh. then I realized... This is going to take a lot of work. A little bit too experimental. Yeah, so we're going to have to, we regrouped. we got a plan uh, now. Yep. And so hopefully we're going to be back next week with that. We hope you dug this episode. Uh, I know it's a weird time, usually not released Tuesday nights, but here, yeah. we, here we are. The world's a crazy place, okay? <laughs> the fuck do you want Comedy from, shows what happen. What do you want from us? Okay? Yeah. Joke's got to be told. Go see Joel. Doing our best. Saturday, what Saturday Thursday, June 10th. Thursday, June 10th in Jackson, Jackson Ohio. Ohio at the stock room. The stock room. Yep. Uh, to tell some jokes and make ha-ha funny things. Ha-ha-ha. Yeah. Until then, you got anything for him? Stay mediocre. Rate us five stars on Apple things and share with your friends. Bye. Bye. <laughs>